Hello guys and welcome to the Lean With Plants podcast. I'm Chelsea, former overweight, healthy vegan, confused about why I couldn't look like my favorite plant-based influencers even though I was chugging back green smoothies every day. After a decade of unsustainable vegan diets, I learned the truth about weight loss, lost 40 pounds, and now I'm in the best shape of my life even after two kids. Girl, if you've been struggling to drop the pounds as a vegan, stuck in a cycle of self-sabotage, sick of yo-yo dieting and going hungry, never being able to get and stay lean, then this is the podcast for you. Each week I share the no BS truth about why vegan women are overweight, the action steps to get you shedding fat, and the mindset you'll need to get slim for life. I'm stoked to have you here. Let's get started. Happy New Year, Lean of Plants podcast listeners. This is 2021, the first episode of the new year. We made it. So if you're like most of the world, you're probably pretty excited to see 2020 gone. And I'm going to make a big guess here. But I think you might be wanting to lose weight if you're listening to this podcast. Either that or you just think, man, Chelsea has this sexy New Zealand accent and the way she stumbles over words and her marshmallow analogies, that's just what keeps me listening. Either way, like most people, you're probably thinking about this being your year. And it's really normal at this time of year. I definitely think this. I've kind of changed how I view resolutions and New Year's goals, hence what this podcast is going to be about. But it's a time of promise. It's a time of thinking that I could do something special this year. I could get to that goal weight that I've been thinking about. And I'm going to teach you in this episode how you can actually make this your year. How you can smash out those goals that you want. Get to that dream body. Buy a Lamborghini. Win the lottery. Grow an extra brain. Mums, you're going to feel me on this last one. You're going to learn how to grow an extra brain an extra arm, and as a bonus little secret uh, extra, you're going to learn how to never need to sleep again. So needless to say, expectations are always high at the start of the year, and goals and resolutions are normally a massive part of that. Gyms get busy for the first week of January, They clear out pretty soon after that. (laughs) Uh, People join like memberships or they'll get running buddies and everyone's kind of comparing how big their goals are. You hear things like go big or go home and people kind of get proud of their big goals. Like I'm going to do this in my business. I'm going to run a marathon. I'm going to do this, that and the other thing. I'm going to drink 500 liters of water. If that's an actual goal, please tell me. If you actually have a 500 litre goal, how much? That's about two litres a day. That's actually probably not a bad goal. Maybe one and a half litres a day. I think that's actually not a bad goal. Yeah. Hmm. So needless to say, expectations are always high at the start of the year. You've probably got an expectation of yourself. You're probably starting to think about what do I actually want to achieve for the year? And maybe you've even started to write down what some of those goals are. For myself, I had a goal for 
many years. I would write it every single year that it was to get to my goal weight. And I've actually exceeded that now. I'm like at my dream weight that I had for a long time. Not that weight on the scales really matters, but it represents the fact that I've been able to get lean and I've been able to maintain that. Crazy thing is that I'd underneath that goal of wanting to get lean and wanting to get to my goal weight, I'd always write, go raw for five months or go raw for an entire year because I really thought that it was going to take something massive for me to get that big result that I was wanting. And in the past, all of my goals at the start of the year have been huge goals. And now I'm starting to get to a point where I'm like, are goals even all that necessary? Plot twist. We're going to talk about setting New Year's goals that actually work. And I'm questioning whether they're necessary at all. Hear me out. We're going to talk about this much, much more as the episode goes on. But one thing I want to share with you about goals is that when people look at those in society that end up being successful, they look and they see, okay, so these people had big goals. And so we get this kind of bias towards thinking that it's the goal that someone had that then led to their success. I don't know if you can hear that there is a car chase or something going on in the background. We're going to pretend that that does not exist. We're going to pretend that I'm living in a mansion in Malibu. All right, that's my 2021 goal. But the thing is, people who have big goals and succeed and people who don't succeed, they also have big goals. They also have like these massive audacious goals. And you probably know from experience that you've had big goals in the past. Are you smashing them every year? Are you going from strength to strength every year? Or are you starting the year and then ending the year in a similar place that you were? Do you know statistically it would be a massive win if you could just maintain your weight for the entire year? Because statistically, most people gain weight as they age. And it's frustrating because everywhere you look, There's this emphasis on goals and you're probably going to be able to go and buy some kind of goal tracker and somewhere where you can put your resolutions. You're probably going to get asked in a Facebook post by your grandmother to share your New Year's resolutions and make sure that you tag three people because otherwise Facebook is going to shut down your account. People are always talking about their big goals. They're always talking about the things that they're going to achieve. But big goals mean absolutely nothing if you are not moving closer to them. If you cannot make progress, then having those big goals isn't actually helping you. And it's not the fact that you have a goal. It's that you don't know what happens between when you set the goal and then when you achieve the goal. So you're focused on the wrong thing. And you think that by having these big things on paper, maybe on your wall, maybe on your vision board, that you're somehow magically going to make that happen. You're going to manifest it. That's not how humans work. (laughs) And I hate all these phrases like go big or go home. And I remember there was a stupid phrase that I heard a couple of years ago. And it was something like, hustle harder and it's fundamentally contrary to how we are hardwired to act as humans 
And this matters so much because if goals and resolutions and the big dreams aren't what actually get us closer to them, then we sure as heck better learn what does. If you want to reach your goal weight, if you want to get to the body fat percentage that you want to or fit into your pre-pregnancy genes this year, if you want to make this year your year and smash it, you can. You can 100% do that. But it's not going to be that big goal that sits up on your wall that gets you there. So what the heck is? Let's talk about that. So before we do anything else, it's really fundamental that we look at how do people actually change. Because if you think about a goal that you have, you are probably right now not the person who can actually achieve that goal. If you are wanting to get a six pack and you are like, okay, so that would actually require me working out a lot. That requires dedication to go to the gym most days. That requires that I eat in a calorie deficit so that I can lose fat and actually reveal those abs. Are you that person right now? Are you on a trajectory to get there? Most likely not. (laughs) I mean, maybe you are, in which case, whether you have that goal or not, you'll probably get there. So you're going to need to start thinking about, well, this actually boils down to not necessarily the end result, because that's what we're obsessed with, but how am I going to change? How am I going to actually change to become the kind of person that would would achieve that result. So when you're looking at how people change, that's the most important thing to be asking around this time of year or any time that you're wanting to adopt a new habit or change who you are. It's this is all about changing your behavior so that you can become that kind of person. So the first thing to understand about humans is we are hardwired to do things without much effort. We are hardwired to Uh, be motivated by choosing the path of least resistance for maximum effort. People talk about this all the time where they'll go, I need more motivation. You have oodles of motivation. You have oodles of motivation to watch Netflix and eat popcorn. You have oodles of motivation to go and have a glass of wine with your girlfriends. You don't lack motivation. Motivation is what keeps you alive. The thing is that the those things that you want to do that you think you need motivation for, those things are hard work. They require a massive amount of effort. They require a lot of willpower and a lot of them are not fun. There is an easier way to get short-term gain and short-term pleasure. So actually going against those desires, actually putting down your phone and stopping the scroll and going and having a workout is counter to your natural motivation. Honestly, guys, if there is one thing that I could tell you about weight loss and about exercise and about life, now I'm a guru, wow. (laughs) It would be, don't keep thinking that motivation is such a big thing. Don't keep thinking that you need more of it, You or even willpower. You've got a lot of it. The thing is, You're trying to actually change your behavior to do something difficult. And we don't do that very well at all. So once you understand that this is a fundamental part of how humans operate, it's what's kept us alive, it's what's helped us to advance as a species, it's what's helped us to innovate. The very fact that any innovation that we have in technology solves the problem of effort or time 
or comfort or ease or one of these things should prove to you how motivated we are when it comes to conserving energy. So when we're trying to go counter to that, one of the keys is to, first of all, accept that that is a slow process, not because the result itself necessarily takes a long time. Like losing weight in theory doesn't have to take a long time. If you're in a big calorie deficit, you can lose weight relatively quickly. If you smash out a workout in the gym every single day for the next four months, you're probably going to get pretty ripped. I mean, you're going to get those newbie gains anyway. Uh, YouTube, um, I was going to say YouTube does a series. This is not YouTube. I should know this. I'm a YouTuber. I sound like Michael Scott in the office. He's like, I really think I'd be good on YouTube. But, and I've emailed them so many times, but they never show up. They never come and take videos of me. And that's exactly what I sound like right now. If you're not an office fan, I apologize. Basically, what I was trying to say is... There is all these series on YouTube where people do like a 30-day I trained like Chris, what's his name? Chris Evans, is that his name? Hemsworth, is that one of the, I don't know. I don't really know celebrities very well. But they train like celebrities or they train like people who are going to be in Marvel movies and people get crazy results in that time. So when you're trying to actually think about, well, what's it going to take to get to my goal The question is less about how long it takes to absolutely get that result and more about how long is it going to take me to change? How long is it going to take me to be the kind of person that would go to the gym every single day? And if you want to be able to do something longer than just a month, because even then, like those people, they've got a lot of things that stop them pulling out. They've got a lot of motivators that mean that it would be quite painful uh, socially or for their jobs or um, like publicly to actually not do that. We, on the other hand, we're trying to go, how do we change when that's really, really difficult? So accept that this process of change is going to be slow. It really is because you're trying to change how you do life. And this is where habits fit in. So what is a habit? A habit is pretty much just something that your brain and your body has learnt that has now become autopilot. So for example, brushing your teeth. You probably don't think about brushing your teeth. You get, or you don't, you don't forget most, I mean, I hope you don't forget to brush your teeth. I hope you don't forget to wash your hands after going to the toilet. You've got all this kind of sequence of events that happen when you leave the bathroom. You automatically go into to, uh, to go wash your hands, right? So we've got a separate toilet and then a bathroom. So we leave the bath, we leave the toilet. We walk around the corner and we hop into the bathroom. We turn on the tap and then we grab some soap. I'm saying we. I'm like Gollum and I'm like multiple personalities. Like, my precious. I go into the bathroom and I wash my hands. No! And then we get the soap and we washes our hands and then we dries our hands and we walks out of the bathroom. But do you see how all of that happened? without really thinking about it it's just a sequence of events that your your brain is now put on autopilot 
And initially you think for kids, I've got two of them. And that process is not streamlined. That process is not a habit yet. So you constantly have to ask people, have you washed your hands? And then you have to touch their hands and see if they're wet. And you know how long it takes to train your kids to get into those kind of habits. It takes a while. So for us, and I mean, that's something easy. You think about going and actually uh, going to the gym every day. I'm using the gym example a lot because it's the thing that people quite often want to do in the new year. But this is a podcast about changing your diet. So think about how hard that is. You've got to learn to cook in a different way. You've got to learn to shop in a different way. You've got to learn to arrange your plate in a different way. You might have to learn to eat at different times or not eat at different times or snack on different things or bring different things with you when you go out or bring things at all with you when you go out. Maybe you don't ever bring things with you and you get sushi and Subway and gelato and a coffee and you can probably see that I'm hungry. I hope that you're starting to understand here that when you are thinking about how long this is going to take, expect at least some of it to be slow until those habits become established because that is what you're trying to do. You're trying to change you. But here's the cool part. So that process of changing how you are can be really slow, but it can also be massively sped up. And the great thing about change is that if you want to accelerate those results and get there quicker, you just need to do that thing more because it's frequency that actually solidifies change. So it's not how long and how hard you go to the gym. It's not how much broccoli you stuff into your face in one sitting. Imagine if there was like a broccoli munching food competition like instead of hot dogs imagine if it was broccoli I would find that way more entertaining and there's another reason I'm not a fan of things like juice fasts and crazy detoxes I mean your liver is detoxing all the time as it is it's most of it is total bs but you're trying to do something short and extreme to get a big result but then you're going to go right back to how you normally eat because you haven't had that frequency and that practice over time to actually change. So the fundamentals of how people change is that we are hardwired to not really want to do things that require effort. We're always looking for a way of doing doing things without much effort. So with that in mind, expect that changing yourself can be slow But the more that you focus on frequency and practice and doing that action again and again and again, the quicker you can speed up your results. So the second thing to understand about how to create good goals and how to actually get closer to that dream that you have is you've really got to decide where it is you want to go. And this, I think, is more of the the kind of like the big picture because This is what is going to steer you in one direction or another. So your goal is really just a result. Your goal is something that will happen once you do all of these little action steps, once you put in the practice consistently over the long haul. But rather than thinking about 
what the result is that you want, get really clear on where you want to go because of who you want to be. I've got it written up on my wall. Who do I need to become to get to where I want to be? And this is much more based on your identity. And it's really important that you do this for two key reasons. Number one is that you might find that there is a conflict between your identity and your goals. And that's huge. If you just if you're like, okay, I want to uh, make a million dollars, but your identity is I want to become a really, really uh, like in-depth family person or I just want to be spending a lot more time with my kids. I want to be focused on family. Like that's part of my identity. I want to be someone who prioritizes family. And I'm not saying that you couldn't have both, but if there is going to be this, if you making a million dollars requires that you can't spend as much time with your family and that there's a conflict there, then that is not necessarily an ideal goal for you to have because it is going to that goal is going to stop you doing something that is important to your identity or it might detract from it at least so get clear on what that identity is and I've done a whole entire podcast episode on who do I need to uh, who do I need to become to get to where I want to be? So definitely go give that a look. And I wanted to share this little story from one of the Lean of Plants members, Evita. And she was talking about how you can tell yourself a different story to change your life. And she said something really cool happened to her that she is wanting to become a runner. And there was a substitute coach who was telling her that she's a strong runner. She thought that was huge. She was so happy about that because it was like this identity shift where she was actually taking that on board, that she was a runner, even though she doesn't feel like she's 100% there yet. And I've been starting to tell myself that I'm organized because I want to be an organized person. It's something that's really, I want that as part of my identity. So now my actions flow through that a lot of the time I'll try and put some I'll try and like throw my jumper on the bed and then my brain will go hang on a minute Chelsea you're organized would an organized person do that and I'm like well no and then I, I force myself to do something that seems counter to my nature but it actually is it fits in with what my identity is And so at the start of the year, I think this is a really good thing for you to actually sit down and think about who you want to be. Because then everything to do with your goals is going to fit into that. And it's going to fit into what we're going to talk about next, which is really deciding on the tiny changes that you need to make. Because remember, we don't really do well with lots of effort that are going to steer you closer to being that kind of person. And this is the biggest difference between choosing an identity and choosing a goal because with a goal you are only succeeding when you reach that goal you only win when you hit it when you choose to decide on the identity that you want to have and who you want to become you can do that right now you can succeed in that today if you want to be a healthy person and if you say decide that that is part of your identity, you can make that decision at your next meal. If you decide that you're going to lose 100 pounds, 
you've realistically probably got three years but between now and then where you can actually celebrate that. So do you think with that level of commitment and time and not being able to celebrate a win and like, do you think that you're going to get there? Has time and experience ever told you that that works? It just doesn't. We don't work that way. So if you can experience that little win now, if you can confirm to yourself more and more and more and strengthen that identity through tiny actions on a daily basis, then that, even without the goal, is going to lead you closer and closer. Because if you can make continuous progress, you are going to get closer to your goal. And progress stacks. So if you make a little bit of progress today and you make a little bit more progress tomorrow and a little bit more progress next week, before you know it, that adds up to you getting where you want to be. That is the path to success. So let's dive deep into this idea of tiny habits. This is really where you decide after you've gotten your identity, you think about, well, if I want to be X, Y, Z. So for me, like I said, it's organized. What are the tiny habits, the things that I can break down that are be, that are not going to require much effort, that are going to get me closer or they're going to vote for that identity that I want. So let me give an, you an example. Um, I've wanted for a long time to create a gym habit and I consider myself an athletic fit person. So already, already my identity helps me to get out and move. Because it's how I see myself. I was talking to uh, the one of our coaches in Lean of Plants, Cassie, and she was saying that even when she was really overweight, she still saw herself as a fit person. So her changing her lifestyle to go onto a plant-based diet and to be moving more and going to the gym, that was congruent with how she saw herself. That wasn't something out of the ordinary for her. It wasn't inconsistent, so it was easier for her to do that. And she's had phenomenal success. You can go and listen to the podcast episode uh, where I had an interview with her. So I've spent a lot of time where I've been going to the gym, (laughs) ironically, because I really had this big goal of doing one pull-up. And then after I had that big goal of doing one one pull-up, I wanted to do 10. Here's the thing. Over that course of years where I've had these big goals to do big things, I have achieved a lot of them. I have done a pull-up. I have done 10. But now I haven't got a consistent gym routine. So I've done this kind of cycle where a lot of the time I can hit some of my goals and then I, but I don't maintain the habits. And this is really, really frustrating because you would think for someone who at one point could do 10 pull-ups and now can't even go to the gym consistently, that that would be, like, that's massive, right? That's like a massive deficit. So now I'm changing the way that I do life and I'm not looking at going to the gym like the goals that I want to achieve and I'm looking at the gym and I'm going, I want to create a gym habit. What's it going to take? Because I want to be the person that works out consistently. I want to be the person that goes to the gym And they don't have to fight with themselves in two years time to be going because it's now autopilot. It's now just what they do. Because I know if I can get good results doing what I've done intermittently, imagine the kind of results that I could have if I was the kind of person who smashed out an hour workout 
every day. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what that would be like for you? Not just if you, like whatever results that you've had doing what you've done so far, whatever juice cleanse, whatever fad diet. Imagine if you were the kind of person who was stoked on eating vegetables. Imagine if you were the kind of person who was throffing over like this big plate of porridge. And I just realized like this whole sentence is using words that maybe you don't understand. Pretty much getting excited about food, okay? Healthy food. <laughs> Imagine the kind of results that you could have if that stuff, the stuff that is now really difficult, like saying no to biscuits and cookies and getting up in the morning and eating like a breakfast at a consistent time and not needing to snack or snacking on fruits and bringing things with you and taking food with you to restaurants. Imagine if that was simple and easy and fun. Imagine the kind of results that you would have if those things came naturally to you. But there is a big, big gap between you now and you then. Well, there was for me. It was a massive gap. And it's coming up three years since I changed my diet completely. And now it's second nature. Now it's it's habits and it's autopilot. It's the way I do life. It's the way I shop. It's the way that I cook. But it wasn't in the beginning. So when you're thinking about how do I make this simple, easy and doable so that it can become a habit. Because remember, it's all about that frequency of how much you do it. Not how hard, but how often. Then you've got to break this down into basically as small as you can. And so I'm reading a book at the moment called, uh, I was going to say called the author, called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And a lot of these ideas are taken from his book. So I really, really recommend reading it. He, there's a lot more strategies to this as well. Let me just, let me just say this. There is a lot more to habit change than just what I've talked about today. But one of the things that he recommends is that whenever you're trying to start a new habit, that you break that down into something that you can do in two minutes or less in the beginning, because you're just wanting to establish it. You can't build on something that doesn't exist. You can't build on running for a minute if you don't actually leave the house with your runners on. You can't become a marathon runner if you never leave the house. So a tiny little habit that puts you in the right direction that you can establish and then build on could be literally tying up your shoelaces and then going out the door. And then once that's an established habit, it could be walking for 10 minutes. And then once that's an established habit, it could be running for 10 minutes. But you see how you're establishing a consistent habit that you do that doesn't require motivation because we're trying to get away from motivation and willpower and effort because they do not work. And these big goals, they do not work long term for most people. And we're instead saying, well, how can I do this without either of those things? Someone put a comment on my Instagram. It was something like, how do you deal with like, how do you get more motivation? How do you deal with like family members in this situation? And I just said to this person, I was like, I remove the need for motivation. I don't rely on motivation because my motivation levels suck. And do not quote me on this, but I remember reading in the book uh, that people's motivation or people's willpower, I think it was willpower, when compared 
are actually really similar. There's not, there doesn't seem to be people who have like massively more willpower genetically than other people. Okay, I'm probably botching this, but the idea was that people who seem like they're really motivated are just minimizing the need for motivation with these various techniques. And so that's what you want to think about. How do you do that? So if we bring it back to this gym thing that I want to do, I want to be this kind of person that goes to the gym. So I've brought it back down to realizing that the key for me is actually to get up when my alarm goes off. Because at the moment I lie in bed and I don't, I just don't get up. And then and another alarm will go off. So what I've said to myself is breaking this down so, so simple to being like a win for me in the morning that is going to lead me to be the kind of person that smashes out a two-hour workout at the gym is to get up when the alarm goes off. And I've made this so small for myself that I don't even have to stay up. I can go to the toilet and get back into bed. And I did that this morning. And then, then when the alarm went off again, I got up straight away and I had to stay up that time because there wasn't another alarm, but I had two alarms set and it's comical, but it's so hard for me to do that. It's so, it's so hard for me to get up and thinking that this is like the, that I've kind of had my time in bed and that's it until 12 hours later. It's too big. It's too big of a habit. So by saying to myself, oh, you you can get up, go to the toilet and come back to bed. (laughs) I'm actually doing it and we'll see how it goes. But this is an idea of how you take something massive, like that big, big goal or that big identity change of who you want to be and you make it into something that you can do on a daily basis. And I wanted to share this other story from one of our Lena Plants members. And she says, okay, non-scale victory. My mother-in-law came over to visit while well, the kids carved pumpkins last night and she bought with her an entire bowl of candy and a box of donuts. It was easy to stay away from the donuts, surprisingly, but I grabbed an almond joy from the bowl and almost opened it, almost. Then I thought about how that action wouldn't help me to meet my goals and remembered the last time I ate something like that, it derailed my progress. So I grabbed an apple and I ate that instead. And of course it was delicious. I know it's a small win, but for me that was pretty significant and I'm super proud. I'm so happy to be learning how to help turn my not so great habits into better decisions one at a time. Guys, isn't that fantastic? And I will spread and (laughs) celebrate and absolutely applaud small wins like that to the ends of the earth because I know that that's what gets people progress. It shows that you can change and it shows that habit change is possible. It takes time and it can sometimes be small, but that will always lead you to the goal. Always because you are able to make progress and you're able to sustain that. It's so easy to look at some very, very drastic before and after picture and want that result and have no idea whether that person is going to maintain their weight loss six months later. To have no idea whether that was actually lost in a way that that person is going to be able to long term have changed their habits and maintain it. So to recap, how do people change? They change slowly, but with repetition of an action over time. People can change when the change is easy enough that it doesn't need motivation. So number two, rather than goals this year, 
Decide the kind of person you want to be and the key actions that that person does daily. And then three, start small, break up some of those actions into those two minute chunks, those very easy things that are going to start building the habit, putting that on autopilot. And then once those are established, you can add in the next stage. Guys, I'm so obsessed with habit change because it's really the only thing that once you know what to do is going to help you actually know how to do it, how to change those ingrained, deep set behaviors that are holding you back from reaching your goal. And this is why Lean of Plants is so focused on habit change. After knowing what to do, it's all about how do you actually implement it. How do you make this easy? How do you make this doable to not need to rely on motivation? And I'm really excited for this month in the Lean of Plants membership because we're going to be going super in depth into how do you actually change your identity? How do you decide what that is? What kind of goals that you focus on or like tiny little habits and the entire process of how to do that. So that's coming up for our members. But we also are opening our doors again at the end of January, January 26th. Mark it on your calendar. Come on in. If you've been listening to any of this and you're like, I need to know how to change. I need to know how to transform my day-to-day habits because they are not leading me in the direction I want to go. Get on the wait list. We really want to have you in there. And you will get access to all of the material from this month as well. Not just the course. Everything that has gone before, you will get access to that. So you won't miss out. I would love to see you in there. As always, thank you so much for listening. You can find all of the links that I talked about in the show notes. So that's basically just the description. It's just a fancy way of saying description. And I will see you guys and talk to you guys next week. Happy New Year. Happy goal setting. Happy identity finding. All of that good stuff. Keep me posted. I'll talk to you guys very soon.